Welcome to 630 Naperville. I'm Paige Ronchetti. And I'm Nathan Ronchetti. We're so glad you could join us. We have an incredible show today. We'll spotlight a program that helps people with neurological conditions achieve a better quality of life, share some handy cleaning tips that will have your home in tip-top shape for holiday gatherings, engage in an insightful conversation with Naperville's Mayor Worley, and showcase a star community athlete. Before we dive into all that, I'm taking a moment to explore the world of yoga. It's not just about physical exercise, it's a path of self-discovery and relaxation. And I'm letting my inner yoga out. Oh. I'm pleased to welcome Lana Besetto, a registered yoga teacher with Edward Elmhurst Health. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So when we talk about yoga, I think sometimes people get concerned that it's going to be difficult and, and kind of hard for a regular person to do it. So can anyone really do yoga? Anyone can do yoga. This BKS Anger did yoga well into his 90s. And a lot of it was backbend, so you open up the respiratory system and you open up the chest. But I'm in my 70s myself and I'm doing yoga and doing just fine because it has so many wonderful benefits for you. So lots, lots of physical benefits. It helps us improve our health. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. First of all, it increases your metabolic rate. If you think about it, your large muscles live down here and there's so much leg movement, which is helpful. Your muscles improve, your tissues, your ligaments, your joints. There's so many benefits to your lymphatic system. A lot of the postures, you're using your feet. And in that case, you think about the toes opening and the mm. feet opening and the heart, the stimulation there. And the lymphatic system, that's like your garbage system for the body. It, it dumps things out. All your hormonal systems, nervous, circulatory, all of those benefit from yoga. And then beyond physical, we know that there are studies that show reductions in stress and anxiety from yoga as well. So when the world is absolutely crazy, or your life, or your family, and you know how that is, there's tr big traffic and you're trying to get somewhere, you can breathe and you can just work on the prana to still the body and the consciousness. When you do the poses, you're, you, everything works in sync. Mm. So we still our consciousness and that brings a peace about our nervous system, and that's so healthy. You don't need much. All you really need is your mind and your body and your spirit and your mat. And you don't even need a mat. And you know, in India, in the old days, people didn't use a mat, they just did the poses. Really, you can, you can do it anywhere. But Edward Hospital has a great facility at Seven Bridges, and it would be really wonderful to see faces in the winter that just haven't had a chance to practice yoga yet, and now they can. Excellent. And so if I'm thinking about, hey, I want to jump in and join one of your classes, could you get me ready? Could you show me some poses? I'd be happy to. That's my favorite part. Okay. Delighted. Let's do it. Okay. The first pose is simple seated twist in easy pose, Sukhasana. So take your right hand right to your side. Take your left arm out. Turn the inner upper arm. Reach the fingers so the arm gets long. Inhale. And then the exhale, open the side body. We're going to eventually twist, so we need some space. You can crawl this hand over a little, draw the arm bone back, lift the chest. One more breath here, then come up, and the same hand goes on the opposite thigh. Inhale and lift. 
Reach up, draw that arm bone close to your ear. See if you can get it as close as you can and then lean to the side, lean to the side. Good, so we're opening and then one more breath, come up. Take your hand and bring it to spider fingers to the back. Now use this, this is your spine lifter. So use the fingertips to lift the spine. Take a nice deep inhale and on the exhale, begin to turn your waist, turn your ribs, turn your chest. Then inhale again, up you go, spine gets longer, lung gets more open, exhale, turn your waist, turn your ribs, turn your chest, and lastly, turn your head. And then release and relax. And then of course we would do the other side on all of that. So you're opening, lengthening, and the um, inner organs that live in here love this because they are so stimulated by that action. So now from here, roll to your side, and help yourself up. Okay, we'll do one more posture, and that is Uttita Trikonasana. So you're gonna face me and stand in the middle of your mat and take Tadasana, thighs back, tailbone under. Now bend your knees, bring your arms up, and either walk or jump five feet. I say five, it's really four and a half. <laughs> I just trick people to make them a little bit wider. Now reach the arms to lift the chest. Press the thighs back. I'm gonna sneak you out a little bit. So bring your heels out, your toes out, your heels out, your toes out, and eventually we'll have our, our ankles and wrists just about even. Good, now turn your whole right leg out. Turn your whole right which leg. Which leg is which? Oh. <laughs> turn your whole right leg out, that's it. And spin your left heel. Right heel to the center of the left arch. Now keep all of your weight on that that uh, outer foot and press the side back. Inhale, on the exhale, reach on a high countertop. Inhale again, exhale, reach on that high countertop. One more time, reach, bring your hand down, bring this arm up and turn your chest, turn your bottom ribs to the top. So we all wanna turn our head, but what should turn are the ribs and the chest. Turn and then look up. Good, very nice. Move your head back, your chest back. Very nice, beautiful, you made a great adjustment there. And then come up, turn your toes in, and walk in. Hey, hey. And take Tadasana, good. We end every class with our thumbs at the base of our sternum, with a tall chest. The light within my heart salutes the light within yours. Namaste. Namaste. Hi, I'm Samira Luthman with the Naperville Park District and welcome to Park It. Today, I'm at the Fort Hill Activity Center's multi-purpose room and I'm joined by one of our instructors, Monique, and we're here to highlight the Park District's NeuroFlex Fitness Program. Welcome, Monique. Thank you so much. So the NeuroFlex Fitness Program helps people with cognitive issues and different kinds of neurological diseases through exercise, from what I understand, and there's a, a social component as well. So I'm interested in learning more from you. First of all, what are some of the conditions that your participants have that this program helps them with? Many of them have Parkinson's. Many of them suffer from a form of dementia, and Alzheimer's is one of those um, neuromuscular parts of from dementia. Uh, we also have people that have suffered from strokes. 
um, any type of illness that could cause some neuro neuromuscular deficiency. And we also find that many of the participants not only suffer from Parkinson's, but they have other issues. And it, the other issues may be just a bad knee or a, okay. a shoulder, or um, some of them suffer from back ailments. So it's compounded by their Parkinson's diagnosis. So they're working and struggling with many different obstacles. I see. And I had a chance to participate in the class a little I know, bit earlier, and that I'm was so really glad. fun. Before I participated in the class, I wanted to ask you, how does it differ from a typical fitness program? And I sort of, through my experience, understand, but can you talk a little bit about that, how this is different than just a typical fitness class? Sure, um, and I think the first thing is it's very mindful that the movement is stem from the mind. You know, I think some of us that have always exercised, you jump on your treadmill and you can just let your mind go anywhere you want it to go and you don't even focus on your breath or you don't even notice your breath. Or if you're in a step class, you kind of let the instructor lead the way and just walk you through it all, which is great. But in this particular class, we emphasize that the movement is very mindful and that when you take a step, is it a big step? Am I lifting my knee? How high? And that movement then is also associated with another movement. It might be on one side of the body and a different movement on the other side of the body. So a lot of it is focused on using those cognitive skills to think through a movement. So again, that mindful movement. But if you walked into the class, you would think, well, we do this in my strength sure. class. I teach yoga. I'd use a lot of some of the, you know many of the exercises we do in yoga um, as well as core work you know so sure. that part of it is very similar just making more of that meaningful connection yes. yeah. exactly sure. and inviting that connection for people so you've been doing this for a while what kinds of success stories or what have you seen or i guess have you seen people improve over time by participating in neuroflex one of the, it, it is a little difficult because many of the participants, I know they're enjoying it, they keep coming back and I can see the smiles on their faces, but one of the things is they do struggle with communicating that. So what we hear is from their caregivers. Oh, okay. And their caregivers, whoever it is, will say they really enjoy coming to class, they love you know, just walking in and having everybody say, hi, Jerry, or hi, you know, sure. they know each other. And that social aspect, they really have responded. I've seen respond very positively mm -hmm. to the fact that they come every week is huge. And I think a testament to um, they must feel that they're getting something out of it and they must enjoy it. Um, we notice as instructors that, you know, in the beginning, a participant may not be able to move both sides. Okay. Um, or they may be landing heavy and not just tapping and bringing in. And so we notice those little fine things that are huge victories for us. So um, I would say from my end, I have noticed a lot of, you know, just a strengthening and they have weaknesses and they have stiffness and it's all that motor 
control that we're sure. trying to really focus on. So if people are watching this segment and say, I want to take that program, or I know somebody that should be taking that program, how can they get involved? If you can make it to the Park District, to Fort Hill, we've got some brochures that have a, a description of the classes and really give a description of what we do and what our program is all about. Then we have different levels of classes as well. And I know that's in our program guide and also available on our website at naprovilleparks.org, so that's another way as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, Monique. Well, thank you for the opportunity. The Neuroflex Fitness Program is a wonderful community, as you've heard, and a, a great way to get involved in exercise for people that have neurological issues and help manage those issues and, and also really make meaningful social connections. So I'm really happy that we've got such a unique program in our community. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next time on Park It. Up next, Kaylin Brisbold is on location with two maids and a mop, ensuring your home sparkles before those holiday guests arrive. Welcome to Business Forward. My name is Kaylin Brisbold, President and CEO of the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce, and we have so many incredible members in our chamber who are true experts, and it's my privilege to bring those experts to you. Today I'm here with Dan Brousseau, owner of Two Maids, to learn how to put these tools to best use in our home. So Dan, as we are getting into the holiday season and looking to clean up our spaces, what are some tips that you have to share? The biggest one is you want to declutter because especially with the holiday season where everyone wants to take things out and put new things up, you want to make sure it's not overwhelming so that you can have a, a clean approach. Why does it matter to have less stuff? It sounds obvious, but I think I need to hear it like five more times to get started. You can't clean when there's clutter. So if you're truly looking for clean, 
during the holiday season when there happens to be colds and flu season and everything else. You wanna really make sure you're getting a deep clean versus just a surface clean. What's the difference? So there's cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. Most people just clean and they think they did everything else. Some people just spray a disinfectant and they think that they clean, but a disinfectant doesn't work unless the, the uh, material is cleaned. So what is your best recommendation? Um, am I cleaning and then sanitizing spray or what is the best way um, to be efficient and accomplish everything? So most cleaning products, you can clean and sanitize at the same time. A disinfectant has to sit for a set amount of time, anywhere between 40 seconds and three minutes based on the product so that um, it can actually work and then you just wipe it off. Now, is this a busy time of the year for your business? It is. Why do you think that is? Well, there's, there's many different things, but most people wanna make sure that they start off the, the new year fresh. And so it's really important that when they have family visit um, or friends that their house looks better than it's ever looked before. And it, it comes back to that whole um, healthiness and a, a clean mind is a healthy mind. Um, and people just, just like that. And then on a side note, there's, there's many women who will call us because their mother-in-laws are coming to town and, and they want to ensure that their house looks, you know, perfectly like when, when they grew up. I like that approach, but I think you're right. It comes down to taking out the stuff first, um, which allows for a cleaner space. Um, and that's not just in our homes, in our businesses. Are there any um, accommodations or different strategies that you may use in an office space? You know, there's not really a different strategy. Um, our biggest strategy that we clean is top to bottom, left to right, back to front. Many people will wipe a cabinet or wipe a side of a refrigerator, and then they'll decide to do their ceiling fan. Well, you don't wanna do it in that order because the ceiling fan is gonna drop something down and then you're gonna to have to clean again. So you always wanna start at the very top. You're gonna to get the ceiling fans, the lights, vents, and then work your way down um, from side to side. Wonderful, any other last minute tips for us? Practical tips for just making sure our spaces are as good as they can be. You just probably wanna do it on a more frequent basis if you currently don't do that. So Dan, we have a lot of materials here. Will you walk us through best practices with all of these, starting with these microfiber towels? Yes, very good. Microfiber towels are the best thing you can have in your home. They don't damage anything. You're not using a lot of paper towels, so you're not wasting product, and they're washable. Um, and we just have different colors so that you know that you don't contaminate different surfaces when you use them throughout your home or business. And can I use water with these? You can use water, you can, you can spray on whatever you use to clean your home. This is uh, pumice stone, which we clean. It has to be wet, but you can clean inside and around your toilet when it gets yellow. Most people think that that's really disgusting. Um, most of the time, it's just hard water surfaces. So you get it wet, you erase it right off. And how do I disinfect this then? It'll, it'll disintegrate on its own. So all you have to do is continue to keep hot water on it and, and it'll take care of itself. Magic eraser, I know everyone's heard of that, but it's a, a true tool. Um, you always wanna make sure it's wet, not soaking wet, but, but wet so that you don't damage any surfaces. Neither of these surfaces can be used on natural stone, stainless steel, um, or hardwood floors. Toothbrush, you always wanna make sure your teeth are clean. No, we use this for all of uh, the, the small surfaces that we can't get in between, so light switches, 
um, electric outlets, around door handles, things of that nature that are just too tough to get with a towel or your hands. Grout brush, you need one of these in every shower. Soap scum tends to build around your shower and in your grout. This will just scrape it right off so that you can sanitize and disinfect it. And then speaking of a sanitizer and a disinfectant, this is just vinegar and water. So you use a very small amount of vinegar uh, because you, you don't want vinegar on, on, again, marble, stainless steel, um, graphite, anything that's a, a porous substance, you don't want it to be on there. So you'll use about uh, an eighth to a quarter of a cup per gallon of hot water. The lemon just makes it smell better, but it's also a grease cutter and it does have some disinfecting properties. And this blue thing at the end, how does this work into our tools? This is a high duster and we always wanna clean from top to bottom, left to right, back to front. So you adjust it to the size you need and then you just wanna work your way down and, and you can even use this along baseboards if you wanted to. Thank you, Dan, and thank you to DJK Model Homes for this fantastic setting. Again, it's such a privilege to be able to share the expertise from our chamber members with you. Up next, we have a fantastic community sports story you don't want to miss. Naperville native Emmy Lucibello has settled into life at Texas Christian University, currently competing in her junior season with the Horned Frogs equestrian team. She basically grew up in a stable as riding horses her entire life has led Lucibello to be on the top-ranked collegiate team in the country. She's also found success outside of the arena, recently being named TCU's October Scholar Athlete of the Month, given to a student athlete from any sport on campus. Yeah, it means a lot. Like, I've put in a lot of work in high school and in college to really set myself up for success. And so I didn't even know I was nominated yet alone selected as scholar athlete of the month until like the email came through last season she was named academic all big 12 enlisted on the ncea all academic honor roll at naperville central high school lucibello took multiple ap classes and was often traveling for equestrian she says at times it felt like she was already in college while still a high school student it was stressful, but her balance between academics and athletics at Naperville Central helped pave the way for a relatively easy transition to TCU. Coming in with a lot of AP credits, Naperville Central did a great job of offering all those courses and making them feasible with my demanding equestrian schedule. And so I came into TCU basically already a sophomore. Throughout her childhood, Emmy and her sister Ava competed nationally at dozens of horseback riding events. The family often visits Texas, where Lucibello's mother Monica grew up, so the move to TCU in Fort Worth was the perfect fit for the entire family. One transition was not so easy, and that was the format of equestrian at the collegiate level. Lucibello, like almost all equestrian riders, grew up competing individually in the sport with just one personal horse. Lucibello and her horse, Blue, spent six years together before she went off to college. The bond between the rider and horse is a special one, and the trust both must have with one another is crucial. College equestrian is a team format, and everyone must be able to ride multiple different horses. It's a huge jump from, like, knowing your horse like the back of your hand to something that you've never seen in your life. The home team supplies the horses for each event, so the visiting team must try to secure points while riding horses they've most likely never ridden before. Sometimes 
it isn't perfect. Actually, all the time it isn't perfect, but that's just part of the sport. Sometimes the horse trips and you can get points deducted for that, but it's out of your control. Sometimes you don't like your draw, but it's what you have to ride. And so I think horses have taught me that like sometimes things just aren't always perfect and that's totally fine. During her time at TCU, Lucibello has appeared in over 17 meets. Through the first two meets this season, the Horned Frogs have picked up ranked victories against then number one ranked SMU and number five Oklahoma State. In collegiate equestrian, competitions include two Western disciplines, reigning in horsemanship, along with two English disciplines, fences and flat. Lucibello rides English and primarily fences, which is more common for people from the northern portion of the United States. Even with the terminology like equestrian, not many people know what that means back home, but you come down here and they're like, oh yeah, we all ride horses. Um, I think within the sport too, like people just understand better the time commitment and what it demands of you physically and mentally. Since the age of five, Lucibello has spent her time outside of school at a stable, riding her horse blue or other companions along the way. But once she graduates from TCU, she'll transition to the professional world and with that, have less time to do what she loves. Over the summer, I had an internship in downtown Chicago and like was so desperate to ride a horse that I would fight rush hour traffic at 5 p.m. and drive two hours out to a horse show facility and ride a horse there. And even though it was only like a 15 minute ride, it was so worth it in my mind. For 630 Naperville, I'm Joe Kennedy. Up next, Liz Spencer sits down for an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Naperville Notable, Mayor Scott Worley. Thank you for joining me on Naperville Notables. My guest today is Naperville Mayor Scott Worley. Hi, Scott. Hello, how are you? Good. Hey, thanks for coming in. This is your six-month anniversary. 
of being mayor. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Of being. Time flies. It does. So. What surprised you along the way? Have you enjoyed it more than you wow, thought? Wow, there's been so many experiences and surprises along the way. I will tell you the first thing that I, I was really surprised by, but I should not have been surprised by, was the depth of our bench. And what I mean by that is I knew a lot of our, our city directors and department heads mm -hmm. just from being involved in the community here right. for many years, but I had not worked with them at the level of being mayor, which I am now, and then the people behind them, the people who actually support them and who can potentially step into their positions if they ever needed to, uh, I was not aware of how deep those, those roots went in those particular departments. It's very impressive. We have a, a, a immense and, and vast uh, city staff and, and their knowledge is, is just amazing to me. So um, I've been really impressed with, with those people. That's awesome. The city staff is pretty impressive. I've en I've enjoyed them in my time period, so always helpful. So absolutely. So with with this interview, Scott, we like to ask you questions that is not typical questions that we might ask a mayor or one of our other sure. notables. So let's start with what are three role models of yours? Oh, um, my mom and dad are are role models that I, I, I absolutely point at in my life. They were self-made people. They took a chance on me. They adopted me at a, a young age. They ran a business here, created their own business. Um, Hardworking, all the attributes that you would ever look for in somebody who is a real responsible citizen. I, I saw in, in my mom and dad. My mom passed a couple years ago from some health complications and my dad is, he's 98 years old. Wow, and still awesome. comes to work once a day. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I want to do that when I'm 98, go to work, but they would be uh, some absolute role models for me as far as hard workers and, and good contributors to their community, volunteer, donate, all these different things that they, they've done along the way. Um, another role model for me is my, my uh, dear departed friend, Bill Young. He was a, a dean of mine in high school and ultimately worked as my chief of police for the Park District Police. Working with him, um, a, was just kind of an amazing experience because he gave me some real practical advice along the way. He never looked at me as a 16 or 17 year old kid. When I was in high school, he always treated me like an adult and had me uh, create my own adult answers to adult problems that I was theoretically facing in high school, right? He empowered me, not by giving me advice as much as it allowing me to make my own decisions. I, I thought that was really an interesting trait that he gave me. And then later on working for, with him as, a, uh, as my boss at the Park District Police, he did the same thing with our, myself and other police officers. He, he gave us those opportunities to not only learn about ourselves, but make mistakes and then figure out what our style of policing was going to be. Sometimes you have to learn from what you're good at as well as what you're not good at mm -hmm. in order to grow. And that was thing, something as a, as a coach that he really applied to everything he did in life. And then lastly, uh, Mayor Pradle, longtime friend of our family. Uh, he actually drove a concrete mixer for my, my dad back in the 60s before he became a police he officer. He was a great driver. He loved to drive anything big truck wise. Longtime friend of our family, but as I grew up, he was the guy who picked me up as a little kid and mm -hmm. took me out on a ride along. But he, he also gave me some really solid advice along the way. 
He gave a lot of people a lot of solid advice along the way. He was a good guy, definitely. Always liked it in those big trucks. I mean, snowplow, snowplow number one. <laughs> I mean, that was him. So as we continue our, our, our deeper questions here, um, how about the top three most significant accomplishments in your life? Being a good husband, being a good father, and defining my own life would be the three things I, I, I look at as the biggest accomplishments. I mean, uh, I, I, I grew up in this, this city never necessarily knowing what my ultimate game plan was going to be. You just kind of go to work and you, you do your thing, you participate, you contribute, do all these different things as a good citizen of any community. And, and in, in my case, I was running a family business, working as a part-time police officer, volunteering, all these different things. And I never really let those things define me as much as I tried to apply my own definition on what I wanted my life to be. And I think that's where people find themselves sometimes in a quandary of, mm -hmm. of trying to do what other people think, or they, they want to um, be what somebody else wants them to be. And that's never gonna be what gives them happiness, in, in my opinion, anyhow. What truly will make you happy in life is when you define your own life and where you wanna be. Um, you know, being a father, that was something I never knew I wanted to be. <laughs> and raising my two children was, uh, along with my wife, was, was probably one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever had. That's awesome. Well, I think, yeah, oftentimes I, I don't think we take enough time to define what we want to do and, and realize that it's, it's a flexible definition. Things You're going to try things and it's going to change, but it's still going to act, actually define you more than you think it's going to. Yeah. So. so awesome. And this is my, um, one of my favorite questions. Um, what advice would you give your, yourself, your younger self? I, I, I probably uh, would have tried not to be that pleaser. And, and I think there was a point in my life, maybe a little later than I wanted it to be, where I still tried to be a pleaser for mm -hmm. various reasons. And, there, and there's a lot of people out there in, the, in this world that have that trait. I, I think once I realized that you can't change other people, you can only change yourself, and that defining your own destiny, as I referred to earlier, is, is really something that, that changes your trajectory. Mm -hmm. um, you can really accomplish things you never thought you would be able to. Well, and some solid good advice, because I think lots of us get caught in the pleaser role yeah. at, from time to time, and it's yep. recognizing it and figuring out why we're there. Right. So I appreciate that. So as we um, end the year, this, this is our December show for sure. 630. Uh, so we appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. What do you look forward to in 2024? Wow, 2024 is, is going to be a big year for Naperville. Okay. We've, we've got a lot of really great economic development goals mm -hmm. out there. Um, I, I'm very excited about this corridor committee that we just started creating for the East-West Technical Corridor. That's something he, I'm sure you know is near mm -hmm. and dear to my heart. We have our corridor committee made up of CEOs of successful businesses in that area. They're going to help me go out there and reach out to businesses that need to be in Naperville. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> and we've got a lot to offer them. That's exciting. Well, and you know, the East-West Corridor was so Im impressive and, and right. helpful to Naperville back in the day. Absolutely. It's time to return to glory with that. So I wish well, you a lot of luck. There's our new Block 59 stuff at, at Aurora and Route 59. That'll be under construction in 2024. We're excited about that. It's going to put a new face on a, 
an old mall and mm -hmm. I, I think when people see what types of tenants we're going to have over there, they're going to be very, very excited. Yep. I, well, I wish you a lot of luck and thank I you. thank you for stopping by and we'll just continue to keep our eye on you. So. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank you. And thank you for joining me for Naperville Notables. Thanks for joining us here on NCTV 17. And now you know. From, from 630, 630 Naperville. Naperville. I'm Nathan Ronchetti. And I'm Paige Ronchetti. See you next time.